Smartcast. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Music. Music. Horror. Horror. Subculture. And overall, overall bad welcome, welcome, welcome to Kettle, to Kettle Whistle, Whistle Radio. Radio with your hosts, your hosts Dave, Dave and Sean. Hey, welcome back to Kettle Whistle Radio with me, Dave, and Sean, and joined by Heather. Miss Heather Taddy. Um, we recorded this during a thunderstorm, so it's going to be lots of little glitches here and there, but I think at one point you actually can hear when lightning strikes right near our yard in the back several times, uh, knocking things loose, but yet we uh, kept the boat afloat. And uh, all right, well, enjoy. Right now, Kettle Whistle Radio with Heather Taddy. Thank you. Testing, testing, one, two. Testing, testing, one. Whoa, that knocked it out. Whoa, it stayed on. That's so cool. It came back on. All right. Wait, no, I need to. I need to really like know what I'm saying. Um. Se tu avessi letto avaresta imparato. If you had read, you would have learned. <laughs> uh, welcome to Kettle Whistle Radio, where we don't test anything before we start it. Uh, there's a major storm outside, though. Uh, this could go dead at oh. any moment. Yeah. <laughs> that was thunder. I got the shivers. Uh, actually, everybody sounds good, especially our Italian guest. So, welcome back. Um, I told you you'd have uh, Heather Taddy in the house in the next episode. Um, yesterday, we actually, Heather and I, we had, and indeed, we had some great Chinese yesterday and had to, I had to remind you of all the things you have going on. You oh, have, yeah. Yeah, you have a few things going on right now. Right now, we have a huge storm, so I don't know how many interruptions we may have. If we get through this, I'll be amazed. Well, let's start by talking about our trip to the record store yesterday. All right. Um, so, there's a very, uh, it's a pretty well-known record store called Jerry's. You can really find the old stuff there. It's, it's like a massive warehouse full of records. And we went there yesterday, and I got a Living Italian Complete Language course, um, four records, and um, a book on a conversation manual on Italian. So I'm expanding Which, my, um, yeah. my horizons. All right, so you can go on tour in Italy and France now. Yeah, and I got... 
Close Encounters of the Third Kind on vinyl. Yes, you did. She's holding it right now. It's Original amazing. Original motion picture soundtrack. And yes, it, it came with a uh, 45. Now, it's not the Miko disco version, is it? No. It's just like the version, is the, the radio cut, I guess. That's John Williams, by the way. Yep. Yeah. Composed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we know all his stuff. So I'm excited to listen to that. I haven't listened to it yet. And then I got <laughs> Think and Grow Rich, which is, is the book from Napoleon Hill that the term positive mental attitude that HR kind of talks about. That's where that came from. What? I've always wanted to read it. What's the year on that thing? Is that like 78 um, or is that a 60s record? You're going to have to post I'm going to say... I don't know. She's taking it out. The sleeve 1960. Still there. Copyright 1960. 1960. Okay, so you're. Are you going to? Um, well, there's lightning. Did you hear that, folks? You heard a little warp just then. Oh, <gasps> even better. Oh, oh wow, I like that, that. Wow, that was lightning, that folks. That was fun. Yes, the studio <laughs> Helm's Deep just got hit. Helm's Deep getting struck. <laughs> getting struck as we speak. Oh my God. All right. So you know what they say, right? I'm not sure. Don't do go that. Helm's Deep. Uh, what? <laughs> You're just full of them today, man. You're just full of them. I think it's knocking out our soundboard, but we're, oh, hey, we're still going. <laughs> All right, so, Heather, yeah, that was uh, Jerry's Records. I met the new owner. Apparently, Jerry passed away. He Is did a couple years yeah. ago, yeah. Uh, very famous place. It's actually overwhelming, the amount of records that are in there. Uh, Sean, have you been there? I've been there. I was just telling Heather, it's been a while, though. It's been a while. It's been a while. Uh, yeah, so this guy Chris took over, who we talked to. He was a really nice guy. He gave actually gave me a freebie. I don't know if I should say that, but uh, James Gang was the second or first James Gang album. It's, I think the one from 1969. I actually yeah. listened to it today. I love it. It's so yeah, much. your album is the name of the record. And it's so good. It's really good. They're it's very really good. Bass oriented. So mm -hmm. that immediately, when we were listening to it in there, like it, it, we were like, we know this, but we don't know this. And then we oh, found out because I recognize Joe Walsh. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I know what this is, but I just don't know what it is, you know? And all right, so now you have tons of stuff going on with you right now. I know that. Um, as far as the records, um, was that everything that you... Yeah, that's staff? all I got. Well, before we get into you, let's see. I bought Men at Work, Business as Usual, just, cause, just to have it nostalgic. On Through the Night, Def Leppard. Sean will relate to that one. Mm -hmm. They actually had the album there, so I bought it. Came with a forty-five. I I'm don't sad. Know. I didn't get to go though. I it was during the day. Yeah. I I don't know. It like, yeah, it was the afternoon. It was an afternoon thing. Um, I forget what else I got. Oh, America's Greatest Hits because I I dig that, and some weird sound effects thing that you picked out. Oh yeah, we need to listen to that. <laughs> yeah, it's like flying saucer noises and the soundtrack to Santa Claus hanging out with aliens or something. <laughs> well, I want to hear that. I have no idea. It's sitting in there. Yeah. Perfect Thursday night listening. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, to this uh, storm. I mean, if you could see, it was the sky was green a little bit ago. I don't know if we're supposed to have tornadoes, but here we go again in Helm's Deep recording. Um, now, you also saw Tom York's band. <gasps> I did, The Smile. Oh, did you go and to that? I did. Ugh. It was pretty good. You know, I had never seen Radiohead before, so this is probably like the closest I'm ever going to get to see Radiohead, but very good. Very like intricate parts. Um, I loved watching Tom York play the bass. Just something about the way he would play the bass, and they they would switch instruments and stuff. So, was he squinting? Was, was he squinting? Yeah, earlier? he was just like an angel man. Okay, it was amazing. He has that weird squint. That's why. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, did you you basically saw three fifths of Radiohead in that band, mm -hmm. or is, is it two? It's two fifths. Yeah, I think it's fourths? Johnny Greenwood and. Uh, I can't yeah. remember if the drum the drummer's not original. He's like mm -hmm. some jazz, very jazzy, drummer. 
that, um, it was it was pretty good. They, uh, you sent me three clips that were pretty amazing. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So now where, where was that at? Stage A. Stage A. Uh, the place. Yeah. Okay. Cool. How long did they play? Because I know those tickets weren't cheap. They played from nine to ten thirty. Nine to ten thirty. Okay. So Did they have an opener. Yes, it was this guy named Richard. He played the saxophone. Really? It was just it was just a bunch of noise. <laughs> really, it was. It was just Off noise. Sax, yeah. Saxy noise. noise, not sexy yeah, noise. Yeah, it was. <laughs> that's, but a, that's a shame. I'm trying it's to think of who I else make. I've seen. Well, I was going to ask you next before you get into. I know you've seen a few, but you met somebody recently that I'm very oh, jealous yeah. of, and I don't think I don't know if Sean knows this one. I think I told him. Uh, he knows who it is. But. So through a mutual friend. Yeah, he does know this. Um, I was able to meet one of my favorite bass players ever. Mm. Uh, her name is Pauslyn Shanton. Um, a huge influence on me besides Eric Avery in like playing the bass. And I, I remember watching uh, the Judith video, the <laughs> Perfect Circle Judith video. Yeah. And that was when I was, I mean, that came out, what, two, I think that record came out in 2000, 2001. Was that was when one. I was playing in like my first bands and I didn't know how to like stand when I was playing the bass. I didn't know how to move. But then I would see her wearing like heels and just looking awesome. And I was like, I need to be like her. And then from that day on, I've just followed her work. Um, but she was super nice, super cool. Do you tie your um, hair up during a riff? Like no, but does. I should. Yeah. I should. That's such a like a very memorable, very, very female, sexy move while a, there's a bass break. She yeah. just suddenly ties her hair up, and then you know, oh, there's a girl in the band. <laughs> but, like, on the head of my bass, I always put a flower, like, a fake flower on it, and that's what, I got that from her. I stole that from her, because she always did that. Well, you got to talk, you got to tell us a little bit. Now, what show were you at that you met her? What I went to say? see the Pixies. The Pixies, okay. That would make uh -huh. sense. Um, Franz Ferdinand opened. Really? Were they any good? Yeah, they were. Okay. I only caught a couple of their songs, because it was it was pouring the whole time. The yeah, whole show. Like now. <laughs> so, I would kind of go in and out, um... But I saw most of the Pixie set, and it was it was great. Was that at the outdoor venue? Yeah. Yeah. That's it was really area. good. Very cool. That's the second time <clears throat> I've seen them. But um, they opened with, I think they opened with a Gigantic, maybe. I don't remember. Did they play for a long time, or was it like Friends? They, they both equally played as long? Or? Uh, the Pixies played longer. Uh, I hope so. Yeah, it was a good set. It was kind of neat that it was raining, but... At the same time, I was like, I don't want to be like soaking wet when I meet like my favorite bassist, you know. <laughs> That's incredible, though. Um, well, yeah, I mean, she's totally rad. And she is she about your height, or I was wondering how tall she actually. I've seen yeah, her twice, she is. but I can't tell. She's pretty much yeah. She's, she's taller she's, than you? No, I'd say around oh. the same height. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah. Yeah, because I remember you when in the Glowworms days, you were trying to emulate her moves. Like oh yeah, said. totally. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that's cool stuff. I got to see it live. It was good. But I yeah, think like, I actually told her that the first time ah, I, when I went to planted the, the seed. Like her, uh, her, yeah. your last glowworm show before you yeah. went to North Carolina at the Rock Room. Yeah, yeah. I was like, you remind me of Pause. Oh, that's nice. that's such an amazing compliment. There you go, <laughs> there you go. Um, but now, what uh, did you approach her? I gotta know. I mean, I have to know how this, how, how this worked out. You said she was aloof. She added me on Instagram because oh. we have a mutual friend, so we had been talking for a little bit. Um, and then she's like, "Oh, when we come to Pittsburgh, you can be my guest and bring a friend." So my friend Breezy and I went, and then after the show, you know, most of the other band had already left because it was raining, and they had to go. They had to leave in, like, two hours to go to Ohio or something. So we went backstage and just talked to her for a little bit, um, and then that was it. She's like, if you're ever in L.A., come hang out. And she's a big surfer, so I was like, if I ever come to L.A. and have extra time, you're teaching me how to surf. Is that so? <laughs> so, yeah. 
I'd be terrified of dying by a shark. Yeah, me too. Um, when you're out there, you don't think about it. I'm going to say I, I've tried. I, I'd I, be thinking about it. Uh, it <laughs> <Sharks>. depends. <laughs> I, I, mean, I grew up in Long Island around beaches. You don't think about it. Okay. When you're in there, you're enjoying yourself so much that you don't. I did. You're surrounded by Jaws memorabilia here. Oh, yeah. Um, that's true. I boogie boarded a lot, and that's even more dangerous, I think, because your legs are hanging out the back. But um, I was never afraid. And you ask folks that love it, they just they don't even think about it. I, I know a guy that does it every morning, even in the wintertime. Uh, but now the sharks are moving in because we're killing their food supply. So it is a different element. Mm -hmm. um, but so you guys, I, like, what words did you share in person? Like, what, um, what, I'm so curious about that. I don't know. I think she was like, so you're on ghost shows? Like, I don't think she knew what I did exactly, but she kind of knew that I did something with ghosts. So she was, like, intrigued by that. But, um, gosh, I don't even remember what we talked about. We talked about bass. Um classic violinist too isn't she oh yeah i told her i played the violin yeah she's yeah, so good she grew up in a musical family mm -hmm. her guitar. dad's like a yeah. composer pianist um i honestly don't remember it just happened so quickly i was just like <laughs> very i was very in the moment i didn't even get like a picture or anything i was just like those are the best times very in the moment yeah it was cool i get a lot of grief of not taking pictures with people in that moment but in that moment it's for me and i met that person it's great you know, I'm not going to yeah. say, hey, come back and take a picture. Yeah, and you know, and she hadn't eaten, so I can understand playing a show like that. It's like so much intense energy. So I wasn't going to just be like keeping her there. It was just like neat. She gave me her guitar pick. I gave her a flying saucers pin. It said oh, flying saucers awesome. are real. <laughs> um, that's so cool. So, yeah. All right. Well, we're going we're gonna to get right back into Heather Taddy here. We're going to play a song real quick from The Damn Truth. Um, this is another uh, one from Pete Noble Productions. And I just want real quick to tell you something about this. Uh, the song is Lonely. Um, and what the lead singer, her name is Lee La, uh, says about this song. Uh, the song Lonely started taking shape in our touring van as we began a cross um, ca Canada tour. And the band leader, Lee La Baum, says that. Three days into that journey, our van went up in flames with our acoustic instruments, personal belongings, and our hopes to continue our long-awaited tour. <laughs> so they had to go fund me and got everything back. And now you're going to hear the song that they wrote and wrote in that van while it was on fire. Now they were inspired by it. All right, and we'll get right back with Heather Taddy and Sean. Uncle Sean is in the house. Uncle Sean. Well, I have a new nickname. Thank you. No, no. <laughs> I prefer no, that. No, you're not. Oh, you're, too, you're younger than me, so Captain Sexy is. Uh, yeah, Captain uh, Sexy. Uh, uh, you thought you'd escape that. <laughs> We're all the same, but there's no use in denying I'm eating 
You can't have it now. Shut up. Kettle whistle radio. All right, so we're back. Captain Sexy doesn't want to talk. <laughs> <laughs> I asked him to start things off. He's mad that I'm not going with Uncle Sean. I'm shy. <laughs> and he's for sticking with Captain Sexy. Uh, I forgot to call you that in the first episode back, but I am back. Don't you have memory loss from your recent... Yeah, <laughs> from February through May. <laughs> I have memory loss. Well, maybe it's good that you don't remember any of that. There's a lot of bloody moments that I don't yeah. want to remember. But yeah, yeah, yeah I almost bit it a few times and I, I don't want to... Yeah, I, I don't want to push my luck there. But I'm out and uh, not going back, not going to wood. And if you want to hear what happened, folks, it's on the episode before this one. Uh, you just heard the damn truth, lonely. Hope you like it. Um, now let's see. Uh, I want. Uh, I was talking in last episode with Sean. Yeah. About sleep paralysis. I so was not, talking. We're, we're oh, yeah. not going to get yet. And he was talking. Really? Oh uh, yes. Um, quite a bit. And I don't want to talk too much about sleep paralysis, but uh, just that the fact that you know. At first, I made fun of it, and then I really understood it. Have you ever experienced it? Thank you very much. <laughs> yes, uh, but not quite like Sean. Um, I'm gonna—I'm actually writing about it right now. I don't know that I want to disclose too much at the moment, but I think that he may have passed this curse on to me. <laughs> but that's where I'm coming in with you, Heather, right now. Have you ever or met or interviewed anyone besides Sean with sleep paralysis? Um, yes. Similar to Sean. Are, are they always alone or have you met like spouses, significant others who witnessed the phenomena while it was happening? Most of the, no, most of it's been people sleeping alone. Okay. Um, well, you know, Sean, you said you, you did it, not. It's happened in bed with my wife, you know, we'd both be sleeping and, you know, it feels, sometimes it feels like you're being, it, like choked. Some, some, well, sometimes it feels like there's things crawling on you. Ooh. You like, you get the crawly sort of electric kind of weird Ooh. feeling. Mm-hmm. Did you ever have a sleep apnea test or any kind of sleep test? No. 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 I wonder if that, Heather, would that, does that ever help anybody? Mm, I don't know with sleep paralysis. Mm. I don't know the connection between sleep apnea. I don't really know what sleep apnea is. Sleep apnea. You're snoring, you're asleep, but you're not getting the actual rest you need. 
and your body's still kind of like uh, you're just not getting what you need. But in this, even the snoring is actually keeping your body awake. You mm. you stop breathing. Stop breathing. Oh. Sleep apnea. Yeah, mm. well, yeah, it can cause a heart attack. I, um, my friend John actually, um, it saved his wife saved his life by getting him the test and the mask and everything else because he was on his way from a heart attack just sleeping. Jeez. Uh, yeah. Um, okay. And all right, Heather, I want to ask you about this too. Um, cursed objects. I've learned a lot, and we're going to talk about not just your stuff, but a certain book, The Demonologist, that Sean loaned to me and you read, uh, where I learned a lot from that, where cursed objects, um, I don't want to get too deep into it yet, but cursed objects are basically, they're not possessed. Uh, they're not possessed, but they're not alive. The, 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 they're, an inhuman spirit does not take over the doll it's it throws the doll across the room it uses it as a toy basically from yeah what i've read and i learned that with the demon i thought maybe it's a lot of people misconception is that it goes inside the doll or the toy and the, the, now that object is possessed but it's usually a person in the room possessed or an inhuman spirit floating around the room right it's not yeah the object. that's yeah um yeah, The Demonologist is one of my favorite books. I actually Amazing have my copy book. right here. Oh, I've read I, it so many times. I'm going to pick your brain on that one. Um, I think this book does a good job of explaining, like, Ed and Lorraine's process, you know, when they do investigations. And it talks about how, like, you know, they started lecturing in, like, 1968. And before yeah. that, they already had, like, 22 years of research under their belt with stuff. So, um, and a lot of people don't realize that they appreciated and, like, worked with people from all religions you know sure. of course yeah. they pushed the catholic but it, it's all they worked with all religions and they were w very well educated in all religions especially ed and lorraine made it a point live uh, live when we saw that i saw that that um when she did that speaking uh, at slippery rock mm -hmm. and um she was just <laughs> when like, some hippie chick stood up and said well i, I don't believe i'm an atheist and Lorraine's like, well, you better find some religion if you think you're ever yeah. going to confront these things. <laughs> she schooled her. <laughs> she really, yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's a demonologist by Gerald Brittle. It's a book on Ed and Lorraine Warren. Um, and it also has the real story of Annabelle, which yeah, I, is so much more fascinating than the movie. The movie was not good. No, it wasn't good. It was sci-fi, basically. Uh, yeah, you met Annabelle, sort of. Mm -hmm. We used to travel around with Lorraine. And she'd bring Nespar, her her investigation, you know, society that her and Ed had started. They would bring um, haunted objects. So mm -hmm. you'd get an image of like her helpers wearing gloves and carrying the Annabelle case up and up the stairs into this place that we were at. So yeah, I've I've encountered Annabelle many times out of her case. Actually, I touched her arm once. Oh wow. Yeah. Oh, whoa. You're not supposed to do that. She's in a nope, case. I and... did. Nothing happened. Okay. Well, I asked you when you, I first met you and I interviewed you. I said, do you ever bring stuff with you? Meaning stuff and things in human spirits. You said they'd never follow you anywhere or any. You've never had that instance. No. I mean, people I worked with have, but um, hmm. I don't know. Maybe I'm just, no one wants to follow me. And yet, and yet, Sean, you, you said whatever this is affects you everywhere you go, which could just be stress or... Do you feel like something's following you? In all no, not really. No. no, It's not a presence in your Do you case. ever feel That's like good. you're being watched? <laughs> I am right now. Oh, good. So there's this stand. Like, I carry this book everywhere because I use it for a lot of, I've used it for a lot of research. Yeah. And Sean pointed out earlier this stain, and I thought it was ink, but it might be raspberries. <laughs> really? Well, what? I'm thinking maybe because 
today I had a baggie of raspberries and I looked on my seat and it, it there was juice all over the seat and that book was on the seat. Okay. It could be ink. I don't remember. As long as it's, it's pretty dry, but it's in my car all day. In your new car? Yeah. I had to like keep pressing down this napkin into the seat because it's just like raspberry juice. Oh man. <laughs> I hope you don't have a mess in your car right now. No, it should be fine. Well, in that book, Demonologist, they talk about the big three in, in human entities. Uh, infestation, oppression, possession. Oh, like the three steps to a yeah. demonic infestation. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the most common one is, like, I would say I've never done a full possession case because that's actually very rare. And, and one point that this book, one thing that this point, this, I can't talk today. One point that this book states is that um, demoniacal phenomena won't tend to occur unless an individual grants some sort of permission for a spirit to enter its life. Doors must be open for the phenomenon to occur. Um, which, if you look at all the, the famous cases that they've done, there's always like a reason that they got the people got involved in it and yeah. they brought it into their lives. They but, asked for it. But like on Paranormal State and even like Portals to Hell, we would do pretty close to oppression, which is like the second step. Where you feel like something's kind of taking over you or taking control of you. Mm -hmm. You have unresolved trauma and issues you haven't dealt with. And there's just like a negative cloud around you. Right. Do you, do you feel like um, that's why maybe, like, do you not open yourself up to, like, hey, come to me, follow me? Like, do you, do you feel like maybe your earlier comment, like, you've never had that experience where something's followed you or stayed with you like you're just I mean, not open to it i'm very open to it i just think i think i'm very strong and i have like sort of a shield mm -hmm. maybe a po because i'm so positive that i don't i just i've never ha i mean i've been on really weird cases and then i've went back to my hotel room and i've had some strange things happen but hmm. have it you could had be like, a haunted hotel. like you, i don't know have you had like protections like um, or rights or anything like that. Yeah, I've um, carried um, blessed metals with me that Lorraine had given me. Mm -hmm. um, tourmaline, little crystal of tourmaline on negative, really negative cases. But overall, I mean, I've, I've yeah, I've never had anything follow me. I guess. And, well, that yeah, I was going to ask you with the cases you've had in the past or new ones. Uh, did you have more just like the infestation where people are hearing? the knocking on the wall and the ceiling, or then there's oppression, which is they're actually getting touched. Things are getting thrown around the room. They're messing up and destroying the pictures in that book. They show like whole rooms destroyed. Yeah. And things levitating. That's oppression. Ultimately possession is where it ends. If, if somebody gives in. Yeah. And it talks about, um, the two laws of, that apply the law of attraction, the law of invitation, yeah. like, like attracts, like do negative stuff. If you can't if you can't control yourself, something else will. Right. Uh, have you had cases recently with any of these? No, uh, not recently. No, most of the stuff I've been doing recently is just like like travel the dead, for instance. Me and Katrina's project that we're doing ourselves. Most of that is just us going to places we want to go, and we're not really. I mean, we're interviewing people that live there and clients and stuff, but it's not really like we haven't done any really like client-based investigations like we used to it's more just like let's go see let's test like a theory and see if we can figure out what's happening here okay because it's a lot to deal with families like it's really it takes a lot out of you i would say yeah you must be exhausted after and you do it all night long into the morning what do you sleep yeah in the day and then and... when you go home 
there's st- you know you're still getting calls from people and because things are happening it's just oh, like a man. lot it's a lot to prepare for it's a lot to deal with and i don't know you're basically like moving to families homes and it's it's a lot so i'm kind of i, I don't know i kind of don't miss those kinds of investigations okay because you worked with jack osborne too yeah. And did uh, Portals to Hell, you did two episodes? I did four episodes. Four? Oh. Actually, three full ones and okay. half of the Penhurst episode on their season two. Okay. It was fun. That was fun. We went to some really cool cool places. We went to Lake Shawnee in West Virginia. Oh, yeah. My favorite was the Stevenson Building, which is a lot of people don't really know about it, but it's an old, um, it was a brothel. It was a dance hall. Sean's kind of place. No, I'm kidding. Like, not um, if, unless they had a goth night. We just had a yeah. There were goth no goth night. nights there. I love we, had my a, goth nights. we had a goth night discussion where we all got hit on by people some yeah old, much older than us. We were, we were all wearing black eyeliner fishnets. <laughs> um, At one it. point in my life, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, oh, I've heard about that from your brother actually. Those, those days. Yeah. Start it back up. He called them the El- good the, the Sean Elvis days. Oh yeah. I yeah. I dyed my hair black. I had chops. Yeah, leather jacket. Yeah, I, I have there a picture go. somewhere I can show, show us you guys. pictures to prove it. Yeah. Rock and roll. <laughs> How do we get back from this? <laughs> um, okay. So, all right, you went from uh, with Jack Osborne. You did that for a while. He was cool to work with. You said, yeah, definitely. Is he, is he a believer or is he? Yeah, he's he's like me, but uh, more skeptical, but definitely a believer. Like I have that equal balance of skepticism and belief, but I'm actually more skeptical because the more and more you do these things, you realize there's a lot of natural things that people overlook you know what is going on in your life can affect the way your beliefs affect the way you conduct your investigations or experience the activity so um he's actually really into ufos Ah, so that was cool we bonded over that um but yeah it was fun working with him it was like i knew him that's a very nice segue very funny one of the funniest people i've ever met i was gonna ask you about um because your switch to ufos from paranormal you went to uh alien highway Mm-hmm. Uh, Alien Highways, and that was a great show. Uh, what is yeah, it? it was eight episodes. Yeah, we did eight. We were I, supposed I to get really... a season two, and then Ugh. all this chaos happened with like the merger, and it's we stinks. didn't get a season two. So many so. good shows get dumped because of stupid corporate mergers and crap. That was yeah, such a good show. It, I loved it all the way up until the last episode, and I was like, "Yeah, there's definitely gonna be a second season." I mean, they're really pushing it. It's been airing in a bunch of other yeah. countries because I constantly get. Uh, messages and emails from people like I know I helped launch it in Australia I went on like their new I did like a news segment to launch it there but it's still being played like I think Italy I'm getting a lot of friend requests from people in Italy and things like that and messages from people in other countries so it's it's cool to see that it's still on and like new people are discovering it it was effective uh, and in your apartment, you have that really cool poster um, yeah. with the three of you. Can you looks uh, like a sci-fi poster. It really does. It looks like a movie or something. Um, yeah. It really does look like a movie poster. But uh, can you give folks just uh, an idea, uh, give them a little background on Alien Highway so they could go look it up? Because it, it is streaming all the time. Yes. Yeah, so Alien Highway was based on Chuck Zakowski's investigations. And Chuck is really known for his work on animal mutilation cases. Uh, and he was... He wrote a book called The 37th Parallel, Mm. which he has this whole really wild theory that, you know, a lot of this activity, a lot of the Native American burial grounds, a lot of the military installations and things and you and hotspots for UFO sightings 
if you look at a map, they line up along the 37th parallel. Hmm. Like the, the, is it longitude? Uh, Latitude? That would be... Sean? Help. I'm not sure. Geography. Yeah. But <laughs> um, Skinwalker Ranch, does that fall on that line as well? No. 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 That's but not. like Roswell, Corona, like all of that, it, it, basically like the lower half, the longitude line of the U.S., the 37th parallel. So it's a really interesting theory. Um, so he wrote a book, which I let you borrow. You have to read yeah. it. It's really good. It goes I, into Roswell um, because I, he would go to Roswell so much. It's actually pretty funny because he would take his family – they would take their RV on these family vacations, but they, it would always get turned into like, we're going to this place where al like alien sightings were and stuff like that. So they he went to Roswell so much with his sister, too. His sister is an investigator as well. They would go to Roswell so much that he became friends with Glenn Dennis, who was the funeral direct director for the Roswell Army Airfield in, in that area when that happened. Oh, okay. He became friends with him before he died. And that's how we got the exact coordinates to where the debris site is. Oh, wow. So then our episode, we go there. So, and the funeral director, if you, I don't know if you guys know this, but he claims he got several calls from the Roswell Army Airfield calling about after the crash, we all know as Roswell, getting calls about um, if he had four hermetically sealed child-sized coffins and then they would call back and be like if a body's out in the sun like what what do we do like asking him all these weird questions so um he's written stuff and there's interviews online with him talking about you know his take on roswell yeah that's it's really fascinating really interesting so i loved all the episodes i want more yeah but overall airline highway is us a lot of the investigations were ones that chuck had already like done and he knew the people um so we went to a lot of different places too, where there were like what they call UFO flaps, where this activity occurs at one point in life, and then like maybe years down the road, it'll like something will ramp it up again, and it's like a hot spot for activity. So we would go talk to cattle ranchers, we would talk to witnesses, American airline pilots, and mm -hmm. just talk about their experiences and do like real serious investigations, which I really liked. Yeah, it's cool. I mean. And to bring it all together, like, uh, I don't know how you two feel about this, but like sleep paralysis, alien abduction, possession and cryptids. Uh, do you think it's do you think there's any spiritual phenomena or or, is, or alien intelligence at work? Like all this stuff, do you think there's all two separate things altogether? That's a good question. Or, what do you think? I mean, do you think I want to hear your stance? I don't know. Um, I mean, I I I guess I've I've always kind of believed in like the sort of parallel dimension sort yes. of like ideas mm -hmm. okay. about all this stuff and um, you know that's that's kind of where I'm at with it I think okay so dimensional so you're looking at a uh, higher beings more than para, uh, paranormal activity in your house I I, I always look at sleep paralysis some people confuse yeah, it I with alien abduction I think there's sometimes you know a breakthrough and something that you can't explain where there's, you know, we, we live in a, in a, in, in the, uh, the third dimension, right. But we can only see in the two dimension, right. With our mm. human eyes. Mm. So, um, I think there's things that break through at times and that you experience them and you don't know how to explain it. And, um, you know, it's something that's always there. That's probably natural that, you know, we just, you know, mm -hmm. are not able to, to, to kind of live with. I, I don't know. That's what Ed and Lorraine Warren say about the spirit world. They're there. 
and the inhuman spirits are all are, are there too. It's whether or not you want to interact, and they'll come looking. <laughs> I don't know where you are with that, Heather. I well, mean, it, I always sort of separated the world of ufology and the world of ghosts, but after being so immersed in UFO investigations, there's a lot of things that line up. Interesting. There's things with EMF. There's things with time. Um, uh, I was just like trying to put together a presentation about this basically with with the alien stuff i think that it's a different dimension like john keel's theory there's ultra terrestrials on this super spectrum of another like realm where it, it peeks through and we don't really know mm-hmm. why but also i think with spirit activity i think it's all captured in the environment from the living person and it's projected outwardly i don't know how or we don't know what triggers it but that's i think basically since there's so many like open questions about everything paranormal in general but specifically relating to ghosts and spirits we don't know we don't have enough information about what the consciousness is so i feel like we don't until we know that we won't have the answers but i do believe that when we die some part of our consciousness goes somewhere Mm -hmm. but i really think that it 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 like it it embeds itself in the location and certain things can trigger it out like like a loop of like a tape like a magnetic tape that makes sense i've always thought me. that because when you think about the places that are super active you think of prisons you think of asylums stone buildings they're always the most active the mounds so there's too. something with yeah so yeah. um you know people remodel a space that triggers activity so i think it's it has to do with that somehow. Like I'm a f- firm believer too, because I just read this. You were familiar with uh, Rosemary Ellen Guiley. Guiley, yeah. Guy, is it Guiley? Mm-hmm. And Kevin Paul. Uh, Haunted Hills and Hollows. What lurks in Greene County, Pennsylvania? A lot lurks in Greene County, Pennsylvania, <laughs> near Waynesburg College. This woman wrote like 65 books on it. But Haunted Hills and Hollows, there's a lot of good stories in here. And they, they base it around a lot of it, Native Americans and us yeah. taking their mounds and burial mm-hmm. grounds and... And I mean, you got like what the ghost dogs that they see all the time, UFOs, lights, fairies like the ones in that movie Unwelcome. The Irish fairies are in folklore and not very nice. And they they show up as little blobs that run around and they see them in their houses. These folks are out in the woods and they're like little gremlins, if anything. Ooh, goblins. Goblins and stuff. But yeah, did you read this one, Haunted Hills no, and Hollows? Uh-uh. This is a good one. I highly recommend it. It's an easy read. Tons of stories. And they back it up with Native American uh, history. Hmm. And slaughters, massacres on white settlers as well that moved in. And whole families that haunt places. It, it's This was a good book. Um, how did you... Did you meet Rosemary? No, or? I never got to meet her. Um... No, um, which is surprising because I'm sure we were at some of the same conferences. I don't She's think familiar to me. I'm not sure if yeah. she ever came to Univcon. She may, may have been a guest at Univcon, which is the Penn State conference we held um, before I joined the club. But yeah, I never got to meet her. I know people who have. <laughs> okay. So. Well, all right. We'll take a quick our last break here. I'm going to play a band that Sean and I have played before. They're on Bandcamp, and they are the. They're called PMAD, which means something. P M A D. Um, it, it, it actually means something if you look it up. I didn't. Uh, I'm going to have to do that because it's the second time we're playing them. The song is called Fury, and they are goth rock and post punk. Hey, indecision is killing me. Every time I see you. 
folks friends and fiends we are back captain sexy in the house and heather taddy and in a little bit we're going to do something completely different and we're going to ask them some questions to test their co-host knowledge <laughs> um what? yeah i don't, I don't I feel comfortable with it no there's only five <laughs> questions and there's props that go with them Good. but yes uh of course all the best conversations happen off the air and they did again during this stormy night that we have here I don't know where or how this happened, but Sean, take the lead from there. Well, I was curious. I wanted to ask Heather because um, I've had this experience a few times. Where have you ever have you ever been dead asleep, and um, you feel like like I've I've had two experiences. Mm-hmm. One where um, my name was called out, Ooh. and I just bolted awake, and another where I heard banging like two or three knocks like loud and then i like bolted awake similar like i'm just up but um you know two you know uniquely different kind of scenarios i guess ever have anything like that or um nothing calling my name there's been times when i've been deep in a dream 
and I'm experiencing something very specific and I wake up and it's like I'm still sort of in the dream and maybe I hear like my cat jump or something and I I think that it's in the dream yeah or like I'll get shot or something and wherever I got shot in my dream I can feel that pain in yeah. my body it's really weird but when you asked me that it reminded me of this time I was in Las Vegas and I was staying in a themed Airbnb this woman she was like a playboy playmate she bought eight apartment buildings in the old downtown area of Las Vegas and she turned them into themed like each room had a different theme and they would use them for photo shoots and uh, I stayed in the Pee Wee's Playhouse themed room hmm. and I'm sitting in there I'm on the couch and I'm just like doing computer work or something and I notice there's a window in front of me and there's a big long curtain and I notice I see the curtain move as if someone's standing there and they're moving it and I was like okay I got up and I looked to see if there was an air source it wasn't the wind it wasn't the air or anything like something it was if someone was used to like looking out the window and move the curtain so then I was just kind of like okay that's weird didn't know any of the history of the place I stayed there for a little over a week and in the middle of the night I woke up by a pre like I felt a presence but I didn't see anything in the hallway because I was laying on this side of the bed with a view of the hallway yeah and I didn't hear my name I didn't hear any noises but I, I felt first of all I had to pee but I don't know like what woke me up but I feel like this presence woke me up like yeah. the feeling that there was something there woke me up and um then the next day and this stayed for a while I was like oh my gosh and then um the person I was with they also said they felt the same thing, but they didn't say anything to me the first couple of days wow. in. <laughs> so then I talked to the house, uh, the maid who was cleaning the next apartment. And I was like, hey, what do you know about this apartment? Um, I had this experience and they're like, oh, that's our most haunted unit. A guy like killed himself there in the 70s. We have a lot of people that just leave in the middle of the night. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And it, it, it had a vibe to it. Yeah. I mean, it was amazing. It was decorated amazing. But just that, the fact, that story that you just shared, it reminded yeah. me. Well, my experience was like a month ago. And oh. whenever I heard the, the name, it was like somebody yelled my name. Wow. And I sat right up and I was like, I like, yeah. Like, um, I woke and up I and I'm like, there. I'm like, and I'm, you know, I went upstairs and my wife's like dead asleep. Yeah. And I'm like, who the hell called my name? Like what am I hearing? Like, I, I don't know like what it was like. Wow. Anyway, it was a weird, Very strange weird. one. I'm digging the uh, sunglasses right Thank now. Thank you. I, I got them know. off of your sunglass tree. <laughs> 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 there is a sunglass tree <laughs> that there is. There's always a unique tree here. So <laughs> yeah, just a little bit, just a little <laughs> bit. Uh, yeah, we're going to do a, a, a very different segment here in a little okay. bit. Um, all right, we're gonna have Miss D come in and ask you guys some questions. Miss D, yeah, for prizes and anti prizes, which aren't anti prizes, they're not What's life that threatening. Mean? Well, you'll see. Um, yeah, life uh, threatening. You, you guys grew up with <laughs> have to leave. Yeah, it's a little less than being we swine, should have a game. So Our in game, you guys have matching oh, glasses. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> I love yeah. these. Miss D has sunglasses too. Are these you know. children's sunglasses? I think they're great. I want a pair. They're, they're doggy sunglasses. Oh, they're dog sunglasses. Oh, my goodness. 
Oh, my goodness. Where did she go? Oh, I got blue ones. Amazing. Getting blue ones. Oh, I'm sorry. You're going to have to talk into this mic for <laughs> this <laughs> endeavor. How do I look? They're just <laughs> tiny. They're so funny. Okay, now, the first question <laughs> right here. I'm going to I'm gonna hand you a prop, Miss D. My, actually, my first co-host was Miss D. Miss D, uh, you're going to ask Heather and Sean, is it true or false, guys? True or false? Okay. Miss D, right. do you want to talk into this mic and you're going to need this prop? Well, let me position myself yeah, where right. I need to be oh, positioned. Talk into the mic. Okay, not like Sean, right? Right. Okay. There it is. <laughs> Go for All it. All right. <laughs> Heather and Sean, true or false? This is a bullywug. A bullywug. I don't even know what the heck D&D that is. Fame, but it's a true or false? Shot, true or false? Uh, Neither one of them know. True. Yeah, well, true. Gonna, you're both saying true? Yeah. Oh. What does this mean now? No, you, you, you were both correct. <laughs> you were correct. Oh, a Tootsie oh. or a Blow Pop. Yeah, there you go. Sour Apple. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, boy. You, I got a Tootsie Pop. Misty, you need do a prop for the you, next one. trade? All right. If you want, yeah. Do you like this better? You don't better? like grape? Yeah, you're I like grape. Okay. All right, you're trading? You're yeah, we're trading our prizes. Green's my favorite color, so thank you. They traded their you know lollipops. What? Is that grape? Grape you know is the I best don't one. Why is the Tootsie Roll wrapper for grape blue? It should be purple. I agree with that. I know. Or green. Well, how many licks does it take to get to the center of a Tootsie Pop? I don't know, but first she got a blow, and now I got a blow. So All right. She's got a tootsie. All right, here <laughs> is the second question. <laughs> I gotta take these off. I'm sorry. You can't. I went off the rails there. Sorry. All right. It's okay. So <laughs> let's see if they get this. Oh my ears. Oh wait, I'm on the wrong side. Here oh, we wow. go. You're, wow. I'm no Vanna White. All right. Havana White. Havana White. That's that's cocaine. Oh, oh. <laughs> sister Havana. You remember All that right. song? <laughs> Heather and Sean. Which of these bandmates? has a traveling horror museum. A traveling horror museum. I can't do two things at once. But you gotta show them the bandmates, don't I you? am. <laughs> a business card? Wait, it's the band. Is it Metallica? Which one? Oh, I, oh, I know. Kirk easy. Hammett. Yeah, Kirk. Why are you going so easy on that? Kirky Hammett. <laughs> that man is all things horror. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yes, he is. Whoa, Sister Havana. <laughs> no, 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 I just wanted to show her. No, bad. Oh, bad. never mind. Bad. Okay. Dave's feisty today. A little bit, because she keeps playing with the props. You're he's, a real, he's a real... He's a real... Grape again? Okay, go with the next one, Misty. Does hey. Sean get nothing? Well, he does, <laughs> but you just knocked it over. <laughs> Oh. Go with the next He's one. He's crying. Please. All right. <laughs> I want grape everything. All right. Next question. I'm doing this so poorly. Yeah. <laughs> I think you're wonderful. Thank you. Thank yeah. you, Heather. Heather and Sean. What movie does John Amplis of Creepshow fame, among others, of among other stars of the film, credit as the real Creepshow three? I have no idea. What movie does John Amplis of Creepshow fame, among others, other stars of the film, credit as the real Creepshow 3? So we're looking for a movie title here? You bet. Very popular. Night of the Living Dead? It's around the same mm-hmm. time that Creepshow 3 would have came out after Creepshow 2. Oh, Creepshow two, 3. So 80s. Okay. Mm. Late, uh, mid-80s. Mm. Romero and... Um, Je ne sais pas. 
Stephen King had a lot to do with it. Say it in Italian. Christine? No, that wouldn't be a creep show. It's, it's got to be a... Oh, it's... Uh, I don't uh, understand. Within that are you thinking of, like, Cat's Eye or something like that? You're, or you're or uh, that. Uh, uh, I feel like I know this. Like, tale, not Tales of the Dark Side. Uh, Demon Knight? No, no. I know. I know I'm close. I know. I can't think of it, though. Did I give it to him if he said it? Yeah, you, you got it. Yeah. Tales of the Dark Side. You Is it? Take a shot of that. What? Yeah. Oh, it's a sour shot of spray. A sour spray. Hey, at least it's not pickle juice soda. Oh, that's <laughs> poor Amber. Oh God, I sprayed your cabinet. Yeah. <laughs> it was like the classic scene in Dumb and Dumber. We should, we should have a photo <laughs> you, of that. You got Ren and Stimpy. They loved it. I'm not spraying that in my mouth. Here you go. Stimpy. Well, you got it right. You don't have to do that. I can oh, smell it. Sour's bad. But I Sean is to. correct, though, that it was Tales from the Dark Side. Yes. Sorry, Ren and Stimpy. I didn't mean to spray Why is he torturing himself? Uh, he just soured it. Okay. That's Sour. awful. Sour. And you're supposed to hold up the Creepshow CD. But that's okay. Oh, I was supposed to hold up the CD. I'm sorry. Creepshow. Right. This next one is for... For Heather only. Come on, I get my own question. Okay, well, I can't hold the paper and read it and hold things up. That's really simple. All right, which of these CDs belongs to Sean? Only one of them. There are three CDs. <laughs> Should we tell our radio audience what CDs they are? It is Prowess, Cold, and Savette, the female punk band Savette. Cold, you know, C-O-L-D. I'm going to say this is Sean's. You're going to say Prowess is Sean's, <laughs> whom we had on these airwaves? You are correct. Yeah. Woo! Damn, I'm good. Oh, we need like and a little make ding, ding, ding. Do that again. The, I don't even know if they're a band anymore. No, Sean just Scott uh, Scott left that band. They were a North Carolina um, sort of. I don't know what would you say like an ACDC. Oh, uh, cool. What was the other band that they sort of sounded like? Anyway, this is funny. revival kind of band. They you know what I mean? Almost sounded like old Def Leppard. Well, okay, I'll hold them. All right. <gasps> this is for Sean. Oh. Sean. Which of these action figures does Heather also own? Good question. Um, there are three action figures. There, there is, is a Sam. Sam from um, Trick or Treat. Hooter from uh, Captain EO. And Sprout from uh, Vegetables. Like the, <laughs> looks really like thought, the Jolly Green Giant, I though. This was sort like of. Max Rebo. Yeah. No. Um, I'm going to say the, the green guy. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> Sean for a win. Yes. And hers is like this big, big sprout. And yeah. ours yeah. is we just have the tiny sprout. Yeah. No. Did you ever make a Halloween costume as that? No, oh. but it's been on my list. Yeah. I could see I have that. to paint my whole body green, and that's a pain. Yeah. Right, I, want you you I could do it. Take I a mean, taste of I that. could make a I'll giant, like, green bean pod. Sean that is going to spray the sour candy juice into his mouth. The best. Yeah. We're talking Halloween costume, sorry. I know, but he's spraying his mouth with disgusting stuff. Oh, and I'll he flinched. I'll, I'll do it too. I'll Go ahead, do it. Let's get the reaction. Sister Havana. <laughs> it's not that bad. Oh, that's disgusting. It's not that bad. That's what I heard. I like it. He's like, well, folks, that's the end of my bad. segment of it was good. Pelts are friends with questions. Give them grape flavored things. Yes. yes. <laughs> Thank you, Misty. We'll get you in on the uh, trivia aspect of our game next time. Here's um, your sunglasses you. for your tree. Yes. Oh, Every, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, no, I don't need those. Ladies and gentlemen, Misty in the house. Everybody. Misty Whoa. in the house. Woo! Woo! Since there was no winner, I'm going to let you guys divvy up. <laughs> These stickers. 
<laughs> Take what you want from that. There was supposed to be a winner. You guys tied in just about everything. I'm good. I don't need no stickers. <laughs> There's a cool one there, though. When I think about There's it. There's two really cool ones. That's weird. One of which you cannot get anymore. I bet Sean wants that first one. <laughs> <laughs> that was our house band, Face Down Presley. They were lovely. When and I, the cheats played When I too. think about them, I touch myself. There you go. <laughs> you guys are awful. <laughs> <laughs> and there's the laugh. This stuff really isn't terrible. Um, sour Let story. me try it again. You want to try it? Do it for, I pulled the, a for the listening audience, do it close door. to the mic. <laughs> there you go. It doesn't spray right. It keeps wide just like when you get it. It's not that bad. She sprayed her eye. <laughs> that was great that you got the guys standing behind you. <laughs> she like totally missed her mouth and her face and got the, ca the cabinet. Sister Havana. What is this, like a band? What is that? Uh, yeah, it's like a woman. Uh, yeah. Coco O'Connor. Coco yeah. O'Connor. She sent us some music. Interesting. <laughs> what are you doing? You're still doing Sister Havana? I keep singing that. Sister Havana. Uh, I, I don't want to tell you the lyrics I put to that song, but I'm going to back then. I, I was when it's cold, I wear a sweater because I had no idea what they were saying in that song. When, when it's, it's cold, cold, I wear a sweater. Wear a sweater. I hate this fucking weather. <laughs> Not, see, <laughs> there you go. Good. That works good too. That good. works good too. Good stuff. Uh, well, I guess we got to close this thing off. It's been fun. Um, uh, I know there's two bands coming out. One uh, uh, coming out this way. One Sean and I both like, and the other one Heather and I both like. Uh, actually, you're into it too. But Pornos for Pyros are not coming this way, but they're touring all around us. Such a shame. I want to do a road trip for my that birthday month too. That. The closest was like what Maryland? Maryland. Yeah. Maryland. Yeah, Maryland's closer than Ben that, Salem. That's a trip. That's still Silver a trip. Spring, Maryland. I mean. And, well, the other one was Tim Skull. Did that already happen, Sean? In your neck of the woods? Um, that's this Friday. Oh my God! Tomorrow. Really? Tomorrow night. Yeah, at Preserving Underground. Friday. Sons of bitches. New Ken. Oh. They're, it. It's the tour says it's Pittsburgh, but it's New Kensington. New Kensington. Yeah. What what, yeah. what venue is there? That's is that a movie theater. Preserving Underground is a record store. Oh. Whoa. Oh, yeah, you told me about that. They have records and CDs and band T-shirts, and um, there's a lot of, it. it's, you know, there's there's goth, there's industrial, there's hardcore, there's grindcore, death metal, yeah. there's, so I mean, it's, ba it, it's, it's a lot like Ides was in Ides, like, heyday, I would say. Ah, oh, okay. And, um, you know, and then they have a show space. I, I don't know if they have two show spaces or just the one show space, but... Uh, they get a lot of uh, a lot of bands, and I've not seen a band there yet. But I I would assume that it would be a cool venue to be at. I've seen the space, well, I just haven't seen. Maybe a, Urge a show Overkill there will be there sometime. There yeah, <laughs> like <laughs> Urge Overkill. They can do our version. I of I, I can Sister only Havana. remember <laughs> Sister Havana. I wear a sweater. Uh, right, and I had one other question for Heather too, because I'm getting to that part in the Demonologist, which I'm more than halfway through. Yes. You were talking about the Donovan part of the book? The or? Donovan case. It's a case that's not really talked about, but I think it's like one of the best ones. Really? It's not talked about? Well, there's no movie. Well, yeah, there's no movie. It's, it's just like not one of their really well-known cases, if you okay. don't like know them, you know? Right, right. Um, yeah. But that's like one of my favorite chapters. What, well, why is that? What am I missing? So because far? it involves a Ouija board, and I'm just, I've always been so fascinated by Yeah, you got them hanging them. on your wall. I do, Yeah. <laughs> I asked you about that, yeah. Yeah. But what the Donovan case, where does it take like what it Uh I think in Connecticut. A lot it of starts with this girl, this teenage girl that starts playing the Ouija board and she starts to believe that whatever she's communicating with is her new boyfriend 
and then just all hell breaks loose in their house. Like, the car engine gets disassembled, the tires continuously get slashed when the car is, like, inside the garage. It's, 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 it's intense. Really? Yeah. Okay, because I'm get I'm going to towards the end of the book. Is it? I guess it must be towards the end. Uh, a lot of these stories have been made into fictional fictionalized movies, um, <clears throat> but they're good. The movies are fun. Uh, the stories behind them, like you said, are crazy. Um, the Nun was a movie, but is that? I know there's a, no. several Nun stories in here. Well, yeah. there is one of their. They would go to this one place where you would see a nun. I think it's like a famous place in England. Um, but I think the nun, uh, that's not really based off of any of their particular cases. Okay, so that just from what they I went know. completely fictional. Yeah. All right. Um, and then Sean is holding something right now. That, that leaves things really wide open, doesn't it? Sean is holding the new Robert Kirkman comic book called... What is this? It looks uh, like... Void Rivals. Is that like Voltron or something? It is. No, that is a Transformer named Jetfire. I'm not familiar with the Transformers as much. Um, Hasbro has the rights to, or they're sharing the rights with Robert Kirkman to put yeah. Hasbro products inside this comic Void Rivals. Well, that's number one. Number two is coming out where G.I. Joe is going to step in, too. So they're taking nostalgia from the 80s and putting it into this comic book, which is basically based around Enemy Mine. Kind of brings us back to Miss Valerie's I'm Franco. nostalgia from the 80s. Yeah, well, there you go. There, if you get that. Somehow they got the rights to use Transformers and G.I. Joe in this Void Rivals with Robert Kirkman of Walking Dead fame. Are you in an 80s baby? 1985. Nice. Oh, then you are. You just missed some of the stuff that's in here. But this is a weird comic. I don't know what to think about that yet. Cabbage Patch Kids were all the rage. They might show up. They're just trying to sell Pound toys. Puppies. <laughs> Glowworms. You remember that? Gremlins, yep. Yeah. <laughs> I was a living glowworm for quite some time in my life. Yeah, you actually were. And there's the cassette right My youngest oh, yeah. brother had glowworms yeah. <laughs> and pound puppies. Yeah. Uh, Strawberry Shortcake was the shit. Do you remember yeah. that My Pet Monster? Do you guys ever remember I remember that? those. I didn't I have do. one of those. I think we actually still have one I loved Matchbox house. cars. I had so many Matchbox cars oh, yeah. and so many Barbies. When my parents were building their house, we had this huge dirt pile out back. Mm. And we had like... We cut like roads into the That's dirt fun. for I like Matchbox and yep. like did like made all this. Stuff. I would crash the Barbie Corvette down a hill, and make like yeah. a ramp for it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, guys, this was fun. I appreciate you guys being around for the comeback episodes. Yeah, we've, um, we've missed you. Oh, I appreciate that too because I, I miss doing it. I didn't have a voice. I didn't have the strength to even sit here and do this. Uh, that's not going to happen again. Nope. So, no, no, can't we can't let that happen again. We won't let um, it. Anything else that we are forgetting in closing that either of you may have brought to the table and we didn't, we all just didn't get to it? Mm, I have some events coming up. I have Hillview Manor, August 11th and 12th, Michigan Paracon, the last weekend of August. And um, the, the, one, the one next week is, that's the Manor one, right? No, that's in August. Oh, that's like around the weekend. August 11th, of the... August 12th. I'll be at Hillview Manor. Hillview Manor. And that is located where for folks that want to in come In Newcastle, see... Pennsylvania, an hour outside of Pittsburgh. Oh, okay. Yeah. Actually, Heather, did you see Evil Dead Rise yet? No. So neither one I of you I just don't did. really have any interest mm -hmm. in seeing it. Um, It's good. Yeah? It is good. It is good. It's different if you just want to see a horror movie that's kind of unrelated to the rest of the series. But yeah, it's pretty damn good. Um, so in, where do you want people to find you? I know you're on Instagram, very active. Um, all my events are listed on my website. Mm-hmm. Okay. There you go. And Sean, in closing, do you have anything where you just want to say good night? 
Good night. <laughs> Sleep tight. <laughs> Don't right. let the bed bugs bite. Or the fairies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or yeah. the little what or sprout. <laughs> yeah, we're sprites. Uh, yeah, Sean, you're the only one in the room without a sprout action figure. Man, imagine if you woke up having like sleep paralysis and sprout. You just saw sprout. Yeah, or devil bunnies. Devil bunnies. <laughs> that can happen too. All right. Well, thanks for listening. And uh, as always, thanks to uh, John Young of D Factor for the music in the background that you hear sometimes. And sometimes I, we just play his stuff. Um, and uh, you could find all of the everything's on now. Yeah, we're on Spotify. All the Kettle Whistle Radio episodes are on Spotify. So you can find us there. All right, and look for dead memories. I'm gonna be send. I'm gonna finish that book and get it out there, and it'll explain everything that happened to me during my hospital stay, um, among many other stories that are fictional. Yeah, most of them are fiction. All right, um, and thanks for co-host Jeopardy. Uh, you guys got to play that. Yeah, I'm gonna eat this pixie stick and then go to bed. As you should. <laughs> I, I had Sister something actually. Havana. I had something else for you, Heather, because you're really into these things. I think more what than is I am. That? And I, I gotta watch how much sugar I'm putting in what my system. What is it? Yeah. Apple fizzler. Sour You're taking powder. the stickers, right? Sean, sour Sean takes powder. the stickers. I'll yeah. get a sticker. You, you... So you're just supplying me with sugar powder. Yeah, maybe it'll get you home quicker. Okay. <laughs> it works for or me. maybe it'll keep you up all night. Yeah, yeah. cool. All right. Be Thank... creative. Thanks for listening.
Pop culture. Subculture. Music. Horror. Sex. Politics. Art. And overall bad This is Society 13. Redefining Podcasting. Hi, I'm Mark. And I'm Peter. We're the founders of Electrocast Media, bringing you great podcasts like Nightmare Road Stories, Tech Talk Revolution, and Bodacious Minds. Electrocast networks include Ruby for female empowerment, the best business network, and GPN for geopolitics. We built this company to create community and amplify diverse voices, and we really appreciate your support. So, keep listening to Electrocast Podcasts and hear the culture. Electric acid. Electric acid.